Hey, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today's show is sponsored by Anchor.fm. If you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to Anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor.fm slash start. So my special guest today is Miss Christy Kirk. Now imagine, if you will, losing your husband of 18 years due to a tragic work accident, and then 22 months later, losing your only son who was just 18 years of age due to a car accident. Now that's what Miss Christy Kirk experienced. And as a believer, some may question why God would allow this to happen. So sit back and relax and enjoy this interview with Miss Christy Kirk on Wove Inspiration, the Monday edition. Thanks so much for the opportunity. You're welcome. So tell the audience about yourself and your blogging and what, what it is that you do. I sure will. I I started blogging a couple years ago once I started working on a book and I wanted to tell our story. I was married and had three children with my husband and in 2011 when my kids were the ages of 11, 14 and 16, my husband had a tragic accident oh. and he was paralyzed from the chest down and air vac to emergency trauma. And he lived there for several days. They were, he was in excruciating pain and they were trying to get him stabilized. They wanted to perform surgery on him. They didn't have hopes of him recovering the, as far as the paralysis, but they did hope that with surgery that they could kind of clean up the area in his neck and that perhaps he could be relieved of some of his pain. And so their goals from Wednesday to Sunday was to get him where he was stabilized enough to do surgery. And that Sunday morning, August 14th, they prepped him for surgery, but tragically my husband died in the surgery prep. He was, they were working on him and he vomited into his lungs and they just could never recover him. Mm-hmm. And so that became a very terrible journey for my three children and I, and for me to have to, share with them first that their dad was gone and then try to learn how to navigate through that grief and pain. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I was a widow at the age of 41 with these three kids and, you know, just trying to one work through my own grief of losing my husband of 18 years, but then also trying to help my kids navigate through their tremendous grief at very young ages of losing their dad. And so we were working through that and trying to, just figure out how to handle things through that process. My goal for my kids and for myself was to be real. I wanted them to know if they were sad that it was okay to cry, that God gave us our tears for a reason. And yeah. I've sent some studies and learned that tears actually have stress hormones in them. So when we cry, we're actually releasing those stress hormones. So I now call it crying emotional detox. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, Yes. 
So we, you know, I wanted them to have that freedom. I wanted them if they were angry or had questions, because of course, in a situation like that, you're going to have questions. And so I wanted them to feel free to do that. And I also wanted them to learn to still have moments of joy and happiness and know that their dad would want that for them. And so we were trying to navigate through all of that. And Mm -hmm. then 22 months later, my son was killed in a car accident at the age of 18. Oh, my goodness. And so, yes. So... Then my girls and I were suddenly not just left out, left without my husband and their dad, but now also my only son and their big brother. And so we just, you know, trying to learn to work through this pain. Yeah. I had been raising the kids in a Christian home and, and wanted to live in a life of faith with them. But, you know, when you go through such tragedy and trauma, you do struggle with, and we did struggle with the questions of why and not being able to understand why these things happened. And I'd always heard that the worst thing in the world was to have to bury your child. And when I had to bury my son at the age of 18, I definitely was the believer in that, that that was one of the worst things imaginable. And so my daughters and I then were not only trying on our journey to work through the death of their dad and my husband, but now my son and their brother. And so we've, we've been learning a lot through this process. And so I've been working on a book trying to talk about our journey and to tell our story because I very much believe in transparency mm-hmm. and being honest in, in the struggles because I, I believe with our culture that, you know, we always want everything so fast and so quick. Yeah. It's like drive through food, drive through banking, faster internet. We want everything to be so fast. And mm-hmm. a lot of people in our culture expect grief and pain to work like that. And it doesn't. It really yeah. does. <laughs> um, I, I normally don't, I normally don't go into details about, you know, myself because I, my whole thing is allowing my guests to, to talk about their situation, but it is, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that it is by no coincidence or happenstance that the individuals that I have on my show, um, we end up always having some form of connection one way or the other. And so mm-hmm. what I'm saying, I'm saying this t- to say that I just lost my husband November of last year. And I'm it so was sorry. also 18 years. Mm-hmm. And I have two children. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. ages 17 and, and 15. So I'm listening to everything that you're saying and I can mm-hmm. definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> relate to everything that you're saying. And my condolences for you, your family, your children, your girls, because I, I can definitely understand how not only having lost your husband, but then mm-hmm. you lose your son and he was was he the only boy in your family? Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. That now yes. that and, and again I can understand how you would feel even having lost your child because you know I I don't know what I would do if if I lost my son. Um mm-hmm. so how as a woman of God, how and, and keeping it real, how are you able to keep moving forward despite everything that you've gone through? You know, I remember the the night my son died and after, and this was in June, 2013. So mm-hmm. it's been over six and a half years now mm-hmm. since my son died. And I remember that night 
talking to my daughters and, you know, we were surrounded by family and friends who came as quickly as they could. And once my daughters were settled and I remember going into my room and closing the door and I remember thinking I was in for the faith battle of my life because I did not know how I was going to be able to reconcile what I believed about God yeah. And if if I wasn't a woman who believed in the miracles of God and that mm-hmm. he was able to intervene, you know, maybe it would have been different if I didn't, if we didn't have all these people praying over my husband and <laughs> believing yeah. that he was going to be okay. And then my son was prayed over all his life. And so to, to have that kind of background and then to go into these situations, you know, your heart just screams why, you know, it's, and I, I feel like it's very important in the Christian community for us to be able to talk about that, that things don't make sense. And a lot of times Christians want to come to us with these platitudes. You know, I was told so many things from God gives his strongest battles to his toughest soldiers and <laughs> his grace is sufficient. And, you know, people say all these things thinking they're going to quote, fix you or make you better. And it, right. it really is helpful during those times because during those times when we're in deep pain and grief what we need is people to surround us in his love Mm -hmm. and just to be there and to not try to say things that are going to fix it but to be there and to acknowledge that pain because Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we lose somebody whether it was your husband or my son or my husband when we lose someone then people you know, they're, they're, our culture is real comfortable with the first week and, and going through and bringing food and bringing things to your home and mm-hmm. having the funeral and the visitation. They feel like they know what to do. But after that, mm-hmm. people just go on with their lives. And then yes. we're the ones at home with the empty chair or the empty bed or the, you know, this person right. that's not there anymore. And then a lot of times, unfortunately, we run into a lot of people that are scared to say their names. The person yeah. who's died, they're scared to talk about them. Mm-hmm. And so I, during this season now, I have really learned more and more about God as our comforter. Mm-hmm. You know, and I look back in the times of the Bible and when they were mourning, you know, they were putting on sackcloth and ashes and wailing in the streets. <laughs> so yeah. I thought, I need to do that, you know. <laughs> and I, I think it's very symbolic because I think they were showing outwardly what was going on inwardly. And I think in our culture, we're taught to hide it and just pretend like we're strong. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons I've been writing this book and why I'm blogging, because I want to be open and real about the struggle through the journey, because it is very painful. Mm -hmm. And there are questions and there are times where our hearts just scream for understanding. And one of the most difficult things is, and I feel like God has been helping me to get there, Mm-hmm. Not perfectly, you know, but get there to where I am just trying to be at peace with not understanding. And so I, I think of that scripture a lot that talks about the peace that passes understanding. Yeah. And that's that's what I seek for my life because I'm not capable of understanding why. Yeah. And and that's pretty much the way that it's been for me. And when individuals ask me, you know, how are you doing? And I'm saying, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I have my days. But I'm good. Mm-hmm. And and one mm-hmm. of the things that, um, and it just depends on the individual that um, has lost uh, a loved one. Um, as, mm-hmm. a, as a believer, um, there mm-hmm. are some people that have the ability to, you know, continue to go forward, still have their moments, but they are yeah. still able to go forward. And then there's some that 
it's it's a major struggle and so i'm yeah. seeing it on both sides with myself mm-hmm. i am able to go forward in that i'm able to share uh, my story with others and you know mm-hmm. you have those that want to say you know i you know you're so strong and i'm like it's not me <laughs> I, i'm a <laughs> Yes. This is an outer appearance. Trust and believe I could be somewhere in a corner hugging myself <laughs> because it's 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 hard. But you know, because of the love yeah. of God and just what you said, the peace that surpasses all understanding mm-hmm. is what makes a major difference. Yes. And I think it's a process of getting there in our hearts and minds. You know, I didn't feel like I was totally there when my husband died. And then when my son died on top of that, I just, I just felt like the Bible talks about crushed, you know, and in despair yeah. and brokenhearted. I just felt all those things. And, yeah. and, but it's important for us, I think, as Christians to be able to sit with people who are in pain and acknowledge it and, and let them talk through it and not feel like we have to fix it or, or tell them that they need to get over it, but to realize that we can be those arms of God that wraps those people who are hurting and in pain up in his love yeah. and to sit there with him just as he sits with us. Right, right. And and just as you said, it, there there are some times where you, you just don't, you don't have to say anything. You can just That's be right. there as a presence just to yeah. be there for them. And if yes. that individual just wants to cry, scream, shout, whatever it is, let them do it. Yes. And then That's right. done, just hug them. <laughs> That's right. Just let them be real. Because exactly. I believe that God understands those times of struggle that we're having. I believe he loves us and understands our questions. I, I think he understands why we can't make sense of why these things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how are your, your girls doing? How are you, how are they able to make the adjustment to not only the loss of their father, but also their brother? They've come a long ways, but again, it's been a journey with my oldest daughter, Kylie. Now she just graduated from college last year and is in her first year of grad school. And Kylie's battle was, you know, just different than mine and different than Michaela's. We all grieve so differently. You know, that's why we need permission to be real in it because we're all so different. And kids grieve differently than adults. Mm -hmm. And with Kylie, you know, she battled more with, with anger. You know, I remember at one point she wanted a punching bag and I got her one. I thought if this is going to help her, then we'll do it, you know, and she battled something that she didn't tell me till several years later, but Kylie was actually having a hard time planning her future because she thought she was going to be the next one in our family to die because Mm, it was real to us, you know? And then Michaela, my baby girl, she is now a sophomore in college and she battled so much fear, you know? I mean, she was 11 and 13 when her dad and her brother died. And, and for her, you know, learning to drive was scary because her brother died in a car accident, Mm, you know? Um, any kind of change was very difficult. She didn't want anything to change for a long time. Change was scary because we had had so much that in her heart she had just resolved, that's enough. You know, I yeah. don't want any more change. I don't want anything to change. Yeah. But the girls have really been, you know, walking through this process with me. And, you know, again, we all grieve differently. So they've all had to you know, learn to work through it too. And, 
I think the main thing is for them also to have permission and to be wrapped up in love while they're walking through it. And it changes. You know, I'll see when the girls and I go to a wedding, there can be, you know, we call them triggers. All of a sudden they're mm -hmm. watching somebody's dad walk them down the aisle and the realization they're not going to have that or the father-daughter dance and they know they're not going to have it. It breaks their heart and it breaks my heart watching it, you know, yeah. for them because yeah. you know that pain is there. But, you know, for them, they both have been really involved with the campus ministry. They've grown a lot in their faith through their years at, at, at the university. And I see peace and joy in my daughters like I can't even describe and I'm so thankful because I know that's the grace of God because it's surely not me <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not them, you know, and so he definitely is helping all three of us and they, they really have made big strides, but it's been a process and it's also been a willingness, you know, for me to be real and for them to be real and to really work through it. Yeah. And, and the key word, like you said, is, is the process. Um, and there's no, there's no certain time that you're going to be able to, well, you can't, I wouldn't suggest telling anybody just get over it. <laughs> um, and there's no, there's no time limit for you to even for things to start to change. It's a gradual thing. And you may not, yeah. you may always feel the loss, but it, it it's less and less as time goes by. And um that's something else that I'm learning as well. Um and, when it comes and what I think happens oh yeah. I'm sorry. No no go ahead. What I think happens too with us because I've had a lot of people, you know, that want me to be better. Are you better, Christy? Are you better? <laughs> the way I describe it is like with my son for example, I I do not love my son any less six and a half years later than I did the day before he died when he was 18. Yeah. I love him just as much mm -hmm. and I miss him all my heart. And I do not believe that will leave me. I don't believe that time fixes that. I don't believe that'll go away. All you have to think of is your own children. That doesn't leave you. If they're not there, you're not going to love or miss them less. Mm -hmm. And the way I describe it is that by God's grace, I'm learning to live with the pain of his loss. You know, and I'm I'm trying to bring them along with me. Absolutely. So, what suggestions can you offer to someone who may have just lost their loved one, um, whether they have children or not? What suggestions could you offer that that uh, man or woman in being able to go forward? But I think there's you know a variety of things because we're all so different and we grieve differently. So it's it's difficult you know, to put it into steps, because I think we mm -hmm. take different, but I think some keys are, one, like I mentioned earlier, is for people to let themselves be real, you know, not to, not to feel pressure by our society to rush through it, you know, I, I love different quotes, and one I've read is just talking about how grief is just love with nowhere to go, you know, grief is searching for that person, who you love so much, it's not there anymore. Yeah. And to know that that's okay to express that and to, to keep loving them even in the loss. You know, as Christians, we have that hope that we know, okay, we're going to see them again. We're going to see them again, you know, so we have that hope. But I also think it's honestly working through our our struggles with the Lord and with our questions and and knowing that we can be real with Him too. He mm -hmm. He. <laughs> 
try to hide from him and act like everything's fine and we're happy and it's okay, you know, that that person's gone, but he knows our hearts and he knows how we feel. And I believe he even gave us that love for the people that we've lost. And so I believe he understands that. And, and, you know, it's a process. I felt like my faith was damaged. I don't feel like I lost my faith. I still believed. And, but what happened is I had to reconcile with what was happening around me and in my life to who I knew God was. And in that's a process when you go through a lot of trauma. And so, you know, it's continuing to try to say, okay, I don't understand these things and I'm not capable, but I'm still going to learn to trust you again. I'm going to learn to have faith again because when our faith is damaged or, or broken, which can happen in these situations, you know, and then we go into church and everybody's praising the Lord and we're hearing about the God of miracles and all these things. And, and the questions come, where was our miracle? Where was it? And, and to be able to lay that down at his feet and say, I don't understand, but I still know who you are. And I still know you love us, even though I don't understand. Yeah. And that's the key is, is just basically making sure that you continuously seek him for everything. Because it's really easy to go to other people looking for, for answers. And of course, everyone's Mm going to have different answers, but God has all of the answers for you. Um, He is the beginning and the end. He is the alpha and omega, and he will meet you there in the middle. So that's right it's 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 to your advantage to seek him in 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 yes. everything that you do and in everything that you're going through in life because um like i said for me if if it wasn't for for my father there was no way in this world i would even be doing the podcasting right now with it being yes. you know since uh since last year of november um mm-hmm. so when it comes to like Let's say, for example, holidays. How how do you and your girls get through holidays? I think for us, it's, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about their dad and brother. And, you know, I, my little girl, you know, when she was 11, you know, I remember a few years later, I remember saying, Mom, I can't, I can't think of dad's voice, you know, and just wanting to hear him or wanting to. And so we really work on finding different ways, whether it's holidays and special days, because of course those are hard because, you know, you're looking at the other quote complete families and you're not feeling complete. You know, we're missing those that we've loved and have lost. So I think it's, it's finding ways to bring them with us. We like to tell stories about them and talk about, we even speculate on what they might've said or thought or done at certain points, you know, that helps us somehow, but it's, it's being able to continue to acknowledge their relationship in our lives, even though they're not with us here in this relationship. It's, it's knowing that we can continue to have this relationship with them. Yeah. And, and what, one of the things that my kids and I did is we started um, a little tradition in that on like Thanksgiving, we'll go Mm -hmm. um, out of town or something like that. Um, Just finding things Mm -hmm to start your own on your own um, little traditions on your own and still remembering or having the memories of of your loved one uh, with you is very helpful 
um, one yeah. of the other things that we do in, in regards to, you know, sharing our emotions is we have um, a little board that's on our refrigerator that has um, emojis on there, emotional emojis. And so mm-hmm. every day we will go to that board and put our initial on which emoji, uh, which emoji that we're feeling that day. And then, you know, when we look at it and, okay, um, my son is, is sad today, so let's go and, and we're going to talk about it. And communication is so important, especially when yeah. it comes to children. You have to keep talking to them and finding out where they are, how they're feeling and everything, because you just yeah. you never know. That's right. Yeah. And they yeah. grew differently. You yeah, know, I one do. of the stories I had heard um, was, you know, in Columbine when they had that shooting in Colorado, the school shooting, and one of the dads of one of the boys who had died, he wrote a book, and I read his book. I apologize, I don't remember the name. I think it was in Daniel's Shoes or something, um, mm-hmm. but he was talking about, you know, all the different things that happened in his grief and his wife's and his daughter's, and at one point, he focused in on his daughter who lost her brother and he was talking about it when she returned to Columbine and imagine the, the horrificness for her of going back to the school where her brother was shot and killed. And mm-hmm. she went there and he was grieving, you know, and the other kids were giving her such a hard time saying, you know, you're just acting like a victim and why can't you get over this? And wow. the other kids were being so hard that they actually had to shift schools for her and I thought how tragic here is this this young girl who lost her brother and is grieving mm-hmm. and the family has schools because she's getting harassed for displaying her grief and that was just so heartbreaking to me wow and wow. I had talking to the girls my two daughters about you know just going back to it and saying hey you know I read the story this is what I read have you guys felt like you've had to hide your grief? Do you have to, you know, do you feel peer pressure to not show it? And, you yeah. know, just talking through that. And then again, trying to encourage them that, you know, you can show it whenever you want. Your grief is just your love for them and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where do you see yourself, uh, let's say a year from now? A year from now? Well, hopefully with my book completely done. Okay. <laughs> and. Yes, I, I finally, I, I went through journeys with my book, and I think part of it, just the telling of the story has been so emotional. You know, I end up just sobbing through the different components, because I'm trying to be so real and talk through, mm-hmm. you know, each part of it. But I also want it to be a book of hope, and because my daughters, you know, just looking at them and how far they've come are just such shining examples to me of overcoming, you know, just some of the deepest hurts you could go through. And so I'm, I'm finally to the point where I'm wrapping it up and I'm so excited. So I would like to say in a year the book is done and that I've continued blogging and that hopefully I'm continuing to reach out and just touch other people who are hurting, whether it's to grief or other pain. That's, that's my heart. I want to be there. There's a verse that talks about um, from Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, and it says, The Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And that's my heart. I've received a lot of comfort, and I want to reach out and comfort those who are in need. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a title for your book? 
You know, we've been talking about it. There's a, a motto that came out of my son's death. My son was a very active football and basketball player and had dreams of being a college football player and was looking at different schools the summer before he died. Okay. And there was a motto that came out, no excuses, no regrets. And that's been kind of the motto about him. So it's very possible that the book will be titled that, but I'm not sure yet. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds like a really good title. Definitely. <laughs> so where can people find you on social media as well as your, um, what is your website address? Okay. My website is christiannkirk.com and it's all lowercase and it's k-r-i-s-t-i-a-n-n-k-i-r-k.com and then i'm on facebook at christy miller kirk but miller's spelled funny it's m-i-i-l-l-e-r and then i also on facebook have a memorial page for my son that's called pk kirk memorial and i've got that I'm on Instagram, that's underscore, all lowercase, Christy Kirk. And um, my blog is on my website. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. And you guys, whoever's listening, definitely reach out to her, um, especially uh, women that may have lost their husband or any loved one, and you're still trying to process it, still trying to um, just be able to to move forward in some way, shape, or form, reach out to her. She's definitely someone that can can help. Um, even if she just listens um, and you just want to talk and you know talk it out and, and everything, definitely reach out to her on uh, Facebook for sure. So what I always ask my um, guests is what inspiring word would you like to leave with this listening audience? I'd like to say before I do that, just also encourage parents who've lost kids to reach out yes. as well. Yes. Because that's a, a whole nother thing. Um, I'd like to leave us with a verse, if that's okay, that Absolutely. encourages me. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is that is powerful. <laughs> and I say that because that was actually the scripture I read this morning. So thank you, Lord. <laughs> well, like you said, there's a reason we're talking tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. So Christy, it has been a honor and a blessing to have you on my show. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And wow, I just... All I can say is, wow. <laughs> That's all I can say. I want to, yes, and I want to thank you for the opportunity. And I want you to know I'm going to be praying for you and your family on I, your journey. I really, really appreciate that. So this is Althea with Wove Inspiration. You guys have an awesome day and God bless. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the Monday edition. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, where you can leave a comment about the show. If you are interested in being a part of this show, you want to be a guest and share your inspirational story, email me at woveinspiration at gmail.com. 
this is Althea. I hope you guys have an awesome day. Keep moving forward and God bless.